Hey, Alex, a lawyer and a financial advisor walk into a bar. Oh, and then what happens, Dave? Well, a question that comes about, it's like, does your business need a dispute resolution process? Like, do people argue inside your business? Ah, dispute resolution process. This is where I shine. What a fantastic <laughs> All you need to do is just sue everybody, right? You <laughs> sue everybody, you go to court, and you court, you'll work it all out. Yeah, bring it on. <laughs> it's, all very, it's all very good, and the dispute resolution lawyers like me make lots of money. And uh, and then everyone, when they finish in court, everyone's really happy. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and it hasn't cost them anything. Like, yeah, that's right. It was cheap. It was quick. Yeah. And uh, and the resolution often was entirely just, and and they they think they got a very fair. Outcome. <laughs> so happy days. Well, um, hang on. So, so let's kind of take that little step back. Yeah. 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 yeah Worst case scenario, back. let's go to yeah. court. But then yeah. it kind of comes back, and and I reckon it's a really challenging one because sometimes yeah. you know people don't want to. Some people don't want to talk about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. But well, then you've got to go through the process from a human resources perspective. Yeah. You, you know, you can't just sack someone these days because then it's unfair yeah. dismissal. But then, oh, yeah, 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 what, yeah. do you know what I mean? Then, then, you, yeah. get into, then, then yeah. you come into your legal world as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I reckon that's a really because people will receive and deliver information differently when they're trying to address yeah. when there is a dispute. Yeah. If someone says you were abusive to me when you spoke to me, as opposed yeah. to, no, no, I'm just talking to you. I yeah. didn't take it that way. Yeah, right. I mean, I think the reality is conflict is inevitable. You're going to have conflict with I your agree. staff. You can have conflict between business owners. You're going to have conflict with your customers. You're going to have conflict with your suppliers. It all, it's, it's an inevitable part of life. You have conflict at home, right, with your spouse or whatever. But it's and also a healthy thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and if you don't have conflict, it means you're avoiding conflict, and that's not a good thing. You want to be able to, you know, speak your mind in, in all of those different relationships. Yep. Um, it's really a question of well, how do you manage that conflict in order to avoid? Because you know, the, the worst possible situation is you all end up in court. You want to avoid that, and how do you manage your business in a way that, that uh, you know minimizes? And again, you never there's no perfect answer, but yeah, you yeah, yeah. Want to minimize the, the risk of having a dispute between the owners, a dispute with the employees, and I, I certainly think amongst the business. Business owners that I know and work for um, disputes with their staff or, or dealing, you know, unfair dismissal and that sort of thing. Um, managing difficult staff seems to be probably the biggest sore point that they have. Um, well, because so many people understand or know what the rules are about. Yeah, you know, you, you you can't say this and you can't do this to me, and it's like, but hang on, you, yeah. I've been employing you, like, yeah, but you've told me off in a certain way. You need to follow this particular process. But yeah. also I think, I mean, you go back to your point around having the discussion and having a robust conversation. For one person, yeah, you know, it can be, you know, that was abusive yeah. as opposed to, no, no, I'm happy to sit in the boardroom where the key leaders of the business or, or are key players. We should be having some robust conversations yeah. because we're spending money and it's yeah. a commercial operation we should yep. be able to have and say what we want to then walk out and then say to the rest of the business, this is the direction we're going in. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you should, you should be able to performance manage people. You know, you should be able to manage the way they perform their yeah, role. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and we certainly see, it's in, and it, it, it seems to be on the rise as a general kind of culture and legal phenomenon that we see people who are kind of being performance managers saying, no, no, I'm being bullied. And, uh, and, and sometimes I know we had one just recently where the, um, uh, the CFO says they were being bullied by five or six other staff members. And, of course, those five or six other staff members all said the CFO was bullying them. Yeah. So, you know, he said, she said. Yeah, well, exactly, yeah. And then the CFO left and then they had a crack um, for, well, no, I think they were, the CFO was moved on and then had a crack for unfair dismissal. So, 
Um, in fact, for, it was for a, what I call a general protections claim, which is just saying that you discriminated against me in some way. Mm. Um, so, you know, this, you know, you're bullying me, no, I'm bullying you, you know, what bullying is and, and what, um, what, you know, legitimate performance management is, is um, uh, seems to become, is becoming a bigger and bigger issue. And I think we're moving towards a kind of a more uh, a, a environment where it's more and more is expected of employers, um, where they're expected to you know manage the the sort of health and well-being of staff in ways yeah, they yeah. previously. You know whether that's you know the the kind of the mental health of staff outside of work, or whether it's the um, the you know um, uh, staffs uh, making sure that people are appropriately polite at work, or or you know, just I think there's more you know whether you get a massage at work, whether you get a free psychologist, whether all that sort of stuff is much more um, encouraged and uh, and and um, uh, common than it used to be. You know, yeah, but I reckon that's a hard part. So, so the topic that we're talking about today, does yeah. your business need a dispute resolution process? Yeah. And, and, and I reckon that's a really hard one because to put yeah. that expectation back upon the employer, yeah, there's almost like, oh, well, you, you know, I'm, I'm, you're being compensated for, for a particular role that, yeah. that you are capable of doing when, yeah. when you were first engaged. But then there just seems to be so much of this sort of, oh, but also when I come in, and I know people spend a lot of time in their work environment, yeah. but it is really hard. And that's why I just think it is being clear for the business owners to understand, one, what are their obligations yeah. and what are some of the steps that I probably should take that it doesn't lead to a point where you're saying, bring them in, we'll, we'll go to court on them. Like I yeah. reckon it's a really it's yeah. a really difficult one. And then also as your business, if it's if it's growing or if it's growing very rapidly, yeah. there may not then be the consistency around how should we be looking and addressing some of these issues. I reckon yeah. that's a real challenge yeah. too, because the business owner may be very entrepreneurial and real driver and good with people. But sometimes they need that second tier and third tier person that sits behind that then, you know, kind of just puts things back in order as yeah, they yeah. work their way yeah. through. And they're yeah. like, they, 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 sometimes some of the management can be just completely oblivious that they've upset yeah. someone along the way. That's just their yeah. personality. And it's the yeah. second person that comes in that says, look, Alex, you know, David didn't mean to say that. What he yeah. really meant to say was this. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and then make sure that they've got an employment contract, or make sure that they're getting, you know, paid their entitlements and all of that stuff that sometimes other people can be a bit sloppy about. Yeah, um, I think a lot of that, some of it anyway, is, is about generational issues. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. When you people in their sixties, you know, particularly people started a business in their sixties, yeah. you know, they might have a different view than than someone who's joined the business recently in their twenties. And yep. You know, uh, and you know, they've been through it. You know, I know, I know in, in my profession, the legal profession, you know. Junior lawyers often have a pretty hard time, and so we all had a hard time as junior lawyers. And then, sort of psychologically, I think we expect that junior lawyers will have, still have a hard time, you know, and, and maybe <laughs> a hard time. you know, you sort of it's not, it, you know, you, you pass it on. You don't mean to, but you sort of do. Um, and I know my, I used to always be the youngest person in the room, you know, when I was having meetings, always mm -hmm. for years. And, and now that's not the case anymore. Oh, really? It's a little bit too much salt going through yeah, the, yeah, the, the exactly. rinse, not the pepper. more salt than there was pepper. In the yeah, yeah. So, and certainly I noticed now that I've got kind of what I might regard as ageing attitudes towards, you know, what some of the younger people are sort of saying and expecting. And I think, frankly, I think it's a bunch of rubbish often. And I think, oh, God, I've, I've become the guy who's like, you know, who's who's got the, the old-fashioned attitudes, if you like. Which oh, is, God, try, you know, try and deal with some teenage children. 
Well, yeah. Oh, Dad, you can't say that anymore. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah right. Yeah, right. Sometimes yeah. I just say stuff like that just to get a rise out of them. But yeah, 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 like it's a really different. I mean, the way yeah. you and I may communicate together, yeah. yeah, may be very different if you're communicating with a, you know, twenty-five-year-old. Yeah, yeah. Their expectations yeah. of the way that we would communicate to them, yeah, is very different than if you were t- talking with a, you know. 40, 50-year-old, even some of the 60-year-olds where they're like, yeah, that's just, you know, we've just we've come through certain areas and you go, well, I wasn't offended by that comment, whereas someone junior would go, oh, I was completely offended with the way they spoke to me. Yeah, absolutely. Which goes back to the principles around what is your dispute resolution process inside your business purely on the basis that there is a consistency that's being shown in the way that you deal with if there are you know, if there is a complaint yeah. or a disagreement between, yeah. I mean, it may not even be you as the owner or the manager. It yeah. may be two of your team members yeah. that, that there's a dispute between them and you're yeah. like, you guys need to sort this out. Like, yeah, But you can't, there's a point where it's difficult to then just say, well, you got, you guys sort it out. Well, hang on, yeah. oh, said, yeah. she said. Yeah, and you, don't, and you don't want to then come in and try and work out who's right and who's wrong, if you like. Correct. Um, I think in the terms of what can you do in terms of a process, there's no magic bullet to avoid disputes, but there's yeah. certainly there's good practice. And certainly in my experience, um, I've found that if you have, on, on in the first instance, you have good documents. So that's, you know, you have a good employment agreement, you have a good partnership agreement, you have whatever the documents that sit behind the relationship, a good supply agreement, a good customer, you know, a good uh, terms and conditions, whatever it is, that's, that's a starting point. And then you also, on top of that, have a good have a process so a lot of um disputes are, are resolved or avoided or better managed anyway if, if they're part of a process so yeah, rather yeah. than get cranky and, and yell at someone when you've cracked it you say okay well if we're having an issue let's have a meeting you know and we'll have a discussion and we'll have a third party there and we'll take some notes and you know maybe write a heads of agreement about what what the issues are or whatever it is you have a process that you go through and same with reviewing staff you, you know rather than just casually sitting around the computer um, telling them off about something, you say, look, we should have a, a, a meeting about your performance, you know, and each month we'll yep. follow up and, you know, and, and, and we'll take some notes afterwards and all that. It's the process, the kind of formalised process which helps people kind well, of... Because you're them. trying to remove the emotion. Yes, yeah. Because it is. I mean, everyone has a different perspective on something. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. you know, look at the, the, the Chinese Whispers game. He's, yeah, you yeah, said yeah. this and that's yeah. this, this, and then by the time you come round to the fifth or sixth person, you're like... Yeah. I didn't say that. I don't, know, I don't know, Dave, if you're supposed to call it Chinese whispers, mate. Well, well there you go. What is it? You know what? That's really bad. You know what I mean? So you're out. And stop bullying me, by the way. Yeah, like I reckon it is hard. And this is where it is. I mean, I think a lot of the time you've almost got to ask someone to document their their perspective of the situation yeah. and yeah. then you ask another person and then then that's provided to you rather than it being in a discussion forum you actually yeah. want to record the words that they're using so it's either yeah. they can digitally record it yeah or you ask them to write out what they think the circumstances are so yeah. you've got it in writing and it's documented as opposed to the again the he said she said that's what i yes. someone else may have said something but your receiving filter picks yeah. it up in a different way because of your own um, yes. biases that might be there. Yes. Yeah, well, 
Um, and something that's related to, to this topic is workplace investigations. They come up a lot and we're finding they're coming up more and more and, and you know, in the harassment type um, uh, a situation that I was talking about, whether it's, you know, sexual misconduct or it's bullying or whether it's, um, you know, even even theft and that sort of stuff at work, mm-hmm. whatever the kind of, there's more and more allegations or un, an unsafe workplace, more and more allegations are coming up um, in that area and they're difficult to manage and often they, they require an investigation by by the boss. And one thing that I hear a lot is people say, oh, yeah, so-and-so told me this, but they told me to keep it in confidence, so I don't want you to do anything about it. Yeah, right. And, uh, and then so so and people then, HR managers, ring me up and say, well, you know, I can't. So, they said so-and-so harassed so-and-so, you know. Um, Steve harassed Sally, but Sally told me that, that she doesn't want me to do anything about it and wanted me to keep it in confidence. What do I do? And my answer is actually you investigate it. Even if Sally said she doesn't want it investigated, um, you've got a responsibility to have a safe workplace. And if you've found out that there's something going on, then, I mean, if you think it's worth investigating, if it's mm-hmm. extremely minor or you think it's, 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 it's false or whatever, you don't need to investigate it. But if, if, you, if, you, um, if it's warranted, you should investigate it anyway, despite the person's wishes. Because I sort of use the analogy, if you found out there was a, a hole in the, you know, in the floor at work and, and someone said, I'll fix I, it. I, Told you about this hole, but I don't want you to do anything about it. You'd, you'd have to fix it anyway. You'd have to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but so do you think I, it's also? Do you think there's also a position now with a few places is that people are trying to sweep stuff under the under the rug as yep. such, because yep. finding team members is really hard. Yeah, like, well, you know, it's like, oh well, no, yeah, if we, we can't, yeah. you know, can, let's try and work it out, but let's not raise the issue yeah. because you know we really need that person in that role, and it took us so long to find them, so therefore we yeah. don't want to offload. Like I reckon that's a really hard thing too yeah, because people will put up with. Yeah, and we're all desperate for good staff, and if we've got staff, well, we're desperate for staff at all often, and so you'll keep someone who's who's not so good because there's there's just labour market shortages. Um, it, it's a real dangerous thing. Almost all of the time, the, the feedback I get from clients when they're having trouble with a staff member, they they usually hold on to them for too long, even yeah. in the context of um of, of staff difficulties, and I've been guilty of this as well. Hold on to them for too long, and when they're gone, whether they resign or you 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 um you move them on. Uh, you're happy they went, and the place is better without them. Correct. And, and some of your team members come up to you and go, "Oh my yeah. god, oh, why is no, it taking you so long?" Yeah, that's yeah. a really hard one. Which yeah. again comes back to yeah. the the principles of the discussion for today is around yeah. you know a dispute resolution process, mm. and and it's a bit like you know you're being forearmed, forewarned, forearmed. What do we do? Yeah. What is our process? Because as you said at the start. There will always be an issue. There will, there's yeah. always going to be some form of dispute. Yeah. It doesn't matter who it is. Yeah, um, yeah. Whether, well, as you said, business or personal, it's like, okay, yeah. so how do we address some of these scenarios without it kind of blowing up? And if at yeah. least your um, employees understand that there is a dispute resolution process, yes. they can access it. And, again, yeah. this becomes really difficult when you're a smaller business yeah, yeah. To you have even, some of these things in place, and yeah, it's like yeah. really like these compliance requirements. Employees could potentially, especially difficult, especially difficult employees, could use it as a weapon. Absolutely. Right? So you can say, oh, "I want to. I've lodged a complaint against so and so, and then they've lo- and then and then they've lodged a complaint, and then there's this kind of you know, and you got to you got to investigate both of them or whatever." Um, but. Uh, you know, I would counsel people just if they've got a process, just follow it. And if if you, your decision is that it was a rubbish complaint, it's unjustified, make that decision and move on. You know, follow your process and 
and just do it and be confident. You know, that's why you but have is the key is the key advice in that situation that you would give people is to make sure that those discussions are documented, date yes. and time yeah. stamped kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we met in this, like being really clear. It's a bit like in, from a financial advice perspective, you, the, the, the commentary that always comes back from the compliance people, file notes. You need yeah. to record the discussion you had with a client. Yeah. Because yes. that will be the thing rather than your recall from, from memory. Oh, yeah. It's like, no, no, I wrote down what my thought process is and why we've taken that decision. And yes. I think in any of these circumstances, it's really important to have that in place too, yes. that you're yes. recording and also yes. potentially not having it in a position that there's just the two parties in the room. Yeah. Sometimes yeah, yeah. you want that third party to give yes. you that's like, no, no, that's not what they said. Yeah. Well, you'd hope to get to a position where, you know, what was said in a room is not the crux of the matter. I mean, if it is, then obviously having a third-party witness or whatever is, is helpful. But, you know, you can like after you have a meeting, you can summarise the meeting in an email. It gets sent to the person yes, or, yes. or to, you know, to all the people. And that way it's all there. Everyone can see the notes. It's not just private notes. And that's not very hard. It's good practice anyway when you have a meeting with someone to afterwards send them an email about what was discussed. Yes, this the, is what I thought you'd said to me. Yes. This is my recollection of our discussion. These are the agreed steps. If yeah, exactly. there's any difference between what you think I what I've written yeah. here, then please. Yeah. So, again, this comes back back into your dispute resolution process to yeah. make sure that you are documenting the discussion, the agreed outcomes and the time frame that things need to be addressed. Yeah. And any and other follow-up. Don't, don't be afraid to, to make decisions, if, even if someone doesn't like them. You know, they, you might have some agreed outcomes. You might have some outcomes that are not agreed, right? Correct, so, well, correct. Now, that's okay. I'm the manager and I've made a decision and that's part of my job. In yep. fact, I'm obliged to make decisions. You know, I'm obliged to use the power that I've got to, you know, to, to you know, promote the, the well-being of the, yep. the team, promote the commercial success of the organisation and to make the place a, a safe place. And so, you know, I think, I know a lot of employers that I, I act for and that I know um, feel like they can't make any decisions, feel like they can't move staff on, they've got to keep them, they can't, you know, that they, they're sort of hamstrung by the kind of rules, if you like. And, and well, I they're say, fearful that if they yeah, do something that goes right. the wrong way, I mean, you hear it all the time, people go, oh, I reckon yeah. that's definitely one that's going to throw, something's going to come up at the fair work. Yeah. Like they, they've, yeah. just, they've just got that sense about them sometimes yeah, and, yeah. and it's hard for some yeah, well, some of them. I'm not encouraging people to do the wrong thing by their employees but you know the reality is like an unfair dismissal the ma maximum you could ever get have to pay for an unfair dismissal claim is six months salary and that would be the worst of the worst hmm. the most common I, I can't remember what the statistic is but the most common something like between um two and six weeks so, you know, the, the common outcomes for unfair dismissals are, sure, it's money and, and it's bad and, and it, you might have legal costs on top of that, which would be bad as well. But ultimately, if you've got the wrong person in your organisation, you know, if you're paying two or four or six weeks to get rid of them. Um, it's cheaper in the end, cost. really. Yeah, absolutely. So is that, is, that, is that one thing that you've encouraged? Like, say, for instance, yeah. you had a, 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 a client that's called you that says, look, Alex, I've got this situation here. Yeah. You know, what do we do? Are they better to be proactive and say, offer that employee a month's salary to basically walk out the door as opposed to, well, I'll treat managing them up and do this and get to a point mm -hmm. that six months down the track they're still around, they're still causing grief, and now you've actually got to sack them, which then can cause legal yeah. issues. Um, I mean, I know I agree with you. Part of it is it's like, well, why should I have to pay right. this person four weeks' salary to leave when they're an idiot? It's like, well... <laughs> You yeah. just might have to. Like you've got to cut yeah. your losses somewhere and sometimes yeah. it's a more, it's a more cost-effective approach than hanging on yeah. to them. 
Well, that's true. I mean, I'm not suggesting necessarily you offer people, you know, up front. I'm just I'm saying what you do is you manage your workforce and if, if somebody's not fitting in and not, not working out, you tell them and give them an opportunity to improve, document it all. If they can't or won't, then uh, then you move them on and then, you know, that's good for them, good for you. It's no good. They're not going to prosper in a place that they don't fit in. Yep. And um, uh, and then if they, if you know, if they take an action against you, you deal with it, you know. I just, I just, I believe in, in you know, giving uh, employers um, the sort of skills, power and confidence to manage their workforce. That's, that, I mean, that, they have to be able to do that. And that might be to manage the workforce to make it safe for the rest of the employees. Like it's not all about, you know, necessarily trying to make tons of money or trying to uh, exploit their workforce or whatever. It's actually you need to be able to manage your workforce appropriately and, and strongly. And I think that the rules still, they still are, you're still able to do that. And, and at worst, if you get in trouble for, for, for doing the wrong thing or get sued, mm. your exposure is actually in the unfair dismissal jurisdiction is actually relatively small. So yeah, right. I think often people are more fearful than they need to be. So do you also think that there occasionally there are some cultural um, issues within, within, within employees? I mean, in the way that someone may approach an individual would culturally be, um, you know, kind of offensive or... Oh, yeah, yeah, we, we've yeah. got... We, we, we have, you know, we, we work with a, a business that, that provides offshore support to us yep. in the Philippines. And, they've yep. you know, they've come down and they're presented in Australia and they've just sort of said, and this is some of the um, some of their team that, that, that are here, and they go, you, you've got to be, the, the, the Philippine people are very, it's um, the right word, they're just right. sort of, they, they, they don't like to be confrontational. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. you just there's a different way to approach in the way that you talk yeah. or give instructions in some of these things, and I think sometimes that can flow through. Yeah. In in certain people, they can be quite abrupt and and um, short with people. Other people, you've kind of you just you've got to bring them along. Yeah. In in well, certain ways, and then there's potentially yeah, yeah. going to be lang- language issues. I mean, we're a country mm-hmm. with. Multiple people that English is not their primary or their first language; it's a second yeah. language for them. So again, yeah. I think there's also that balance yeah. that when you're looking at your dispute resolution process, yeah. potentially you need to take those sorts of circumstances into account as well, because it's yeah. easy to just to assume that everyone understands because you've come from a particular background yeah. and English may be your primary language. To someone yeah. else, it's not. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I mean, but at the end of the day, as the owner of the business and as the or as the manager, you know, you you do need to get stuff done, and that's your job. You yep. know what I mean? So you, you need to do what you got to do to to manage the business to get the outcomes that you need, and hopefully avoid disputes along the way. And, and I think that the key to all of that is really is, is having good documented processes, and then going through the process so that you have this kind of arm's length system if you like yep. whether that's with the supplier or with an employee we've talked a lot about employees but even between um between owners and in family businesses it can be a real problem because you you, you know the other owner might be your brother yeah and uh, one of the big problems we have well is that's that, another whole can of worms isn't it yeah you can't have board meetings around the kitchen table at home yeah you know? yeah, 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 yeah you want to separate them have them yeah. in the boardroom yeah. on the weekend or at the barbecue don't talk business you know you yeah. need to separate that and have again have a process i think it's not it doesn't come naturally to people um to, to have processes and it sort of seems sometimes artificial and silly in small organizations but i, I certainly think it, it does help um, it's being know. preemptive in, in a lot yeah, of respects. Yeah, that's, right. that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, that, and that's a maturity and a sophistication yeah. in any business yeah. that, you, you know, you do because you want the continuity that occurs but also if, as the business grows and you have more people, it's like, no, no that's, that's the way we do things in this business and it's documented. 
Yeah. Okay. So is there anything else that you, you think that people need to sort of consider when they're looking at their dispute resolution process before well, we wrap it up? It is a bit of a horses for courses thing, you know. I mean, when you're dealing with, you know, suppliers, it's going to be one kind of thing. And if you're dealing with your other owners, they're going to be different. Um, you know, if you have a good document that, that sits behind the relationship with, in the business, that, that helps. And then a good process on top of that. And then really it's it's just about kind of being able to communicate with people, you know, as yeah. so many things are. But I certainly find it on the whole, you know, um, uh, you want to take a tough line and run your business well, but, you know, compromise is the name of the game. And if you need to compromise to resolve a dispute, you're much better off doing that early than, uh, than, than you know, escalating things um, and, and coming to someone like me. And once it's, once it's escalated off into a certain point, the only way to sort it out is in court. And that's, uh, that's you know, almost always that's, that's bad for everyone. Yeah, you want to get the secateurs out to give it a bit of a trim and not yeah, wait to get the chainsaw out to really – or the machete to really sort of cut it apart. But act, I think act early and act quickly. You know, yep. you've got a difficult employee. And decisively, yeah. Straight away, yeah. And a difficult supplier or whatever, don't 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 buy from them, you know, or a difficult customer. Don't, act, yep. don't do the work. Go, go find another customer. Um, yep. it's, uh, life's too short, you know. Agree. All right, we're going to close it out today. So yep. I'd like to thank Alex – from Taurus Legal Management for his time and, and words of wisdom. Oh, he can be so. contacted via LinkedIn at Alex Martin or via the website tauruslawyers.com.au. Thanks, Dave. And I'd like to thank David Murdoch, the wealth activist from Paxton Bridge. You can contact him on LinkedIn at David Murdoch or uh, at paxtonbridge.com. Perfect. Cheers. And we shall talk next time. See you next time.